0: Another day, another FPL pod. Jack, how's it going?
1: Hey Josh, yeah, going really well, thank you. Having a good weekend, having a good FPL weekend as well, which we'll, uh, we'll get into. How are you doing?
0: Good, yeah, not having quite as good FPL weekend as you, but so happy just to have the prem back. So, great, so it?
1: it's great, isn't it? Yeah, that international break felt like a long one, felt like so a long slog of one. The weeks just felt long. The international games were boring. It was just, just dull. And then all that speculation last week about which players were fit. We're tracking flights. There's fake COVID results coming out. It was, it was chaos, but not in a Stressful. good way. It was like, yeah, it was like occupying my brain, but not in a good way. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't nice.
0: Fake news everywhere. got here hate it. got here. hate it.
1: There we are. But with, we're over it now, Josh. And here we are, sitting here on a Monday, so, disclaimer, the Arsenal-Palace game hasn't been played yet, so we are technically mid-game week, but the vast majority of points are in, and I think we've got a feel for how we're getting on, don't we? Hopefully. Um, yeah. So, did you want to kick us off, Josh? How is your game week going?
0: Game week, it's, yeah, it's mixed. I'm on a red arrow at the moment for overall rank. I mean, I'm on... 54 points when you include the automatic sub for Raf Rafinha coming off, lovely Sars coming off the bench for two points. Cheers, Sars. But yeah, kind of a mixed bag. Like, not the plan of my wildcard from last week. You know, it's not quite bringing those returns that I've wanted. But I'm still overall happy with the team. Got confidence in the boys. But yeah, just a lot, just a lot of kind of. The same points as what everyone else is getting. I need those, not differentials, but, you know, the lower ownership players to really do bits. And so far they're not, you know, that's not helping my rank. But, yeah, so people like Antonio, Tony and Lukaku got them up front. Not a lot going on there. Five points between them. Uh, Salah, thank God Mo returned with the captaincy. Some decent points across the back um, defensive line for me. Duffy, Livermento and Cancelo. Diaz coming off the bench, cheers Diaz, Pep, Pep the bold fraud. But again, a lot of those guys that got points are high, highly owned, you know, and they're in a lot of people's templates. So, so yeah, mixed for me, not terrible, but not great.
1: Yeah, I'd say you're very unlucky with the Diaz coming on. I mean, no one could have foreseen that. I mean, if he, if he's benched, you, you hope that a centre-back doesn't get subbed on. That's very strange. Very, very, very unlucky. Although you would have just, I guess suppose you'd have had just had Douglas Luiz coming on for the three points. So not like a massive game changer in the end for you, I suppose.
0: I would have taken that plus two now on that, please. Yeah, yeah, of course you <laughs> would have. Of course you
1: would have. Uh, and the front th- I think you've got the best front three still, Tony Antonio Lukaku, which is where I'm trying to steer my team towards. And you've just very unlucky again with with blanks for all of them. Tony, I mean, you and I watched that Brentford game against Chelsea. Tony and Buemo should have could have easily got a hole there, couldn't they?
0: Beautiful Brentford, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not concerned about Tony long term. No, more. Antonio again. He's not had that blistering form earlier on, but he, you know, he had a couple of chances. West Ham looked like a good team, so again, not worried about them long term, but just disappointed yeah. in them this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not angry, you're disappointed, aren't you? This exactly. Week? That, exactly. That parent. That's what you are this week. Well, yeah, we'll come on to Antonio Lukaku later specifically in some of the talking points. But, um, but
0: cheer me up, Jack. How did you do? How are you doing?
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad you asked. Glad you asked, <laughs> Josh. No, a very good week for me this week, I must say. Big at the back. So I wasn't hopeful for this week, Josh. I played a 5-3-2 Ooh. due to um, things like fenia's injury and not wanting to take a hit. So I made one transfer. I was... And it's actually not gone well for me, the transfer. Traore, Adama Traore, the thorn in my side, has finally left me. In for M- Buemo, who was hitting the post quite a lot this week. And Traore, of course, gets a start and gets an assist um, against my very own Villa, which, yes, stuck the knife in a bit. But it shows. It goes to show that transfers aren't everything, are they? So I've made a negative three transfer, but I'm sitting on 67 points for the week so far. In fact, no, that's it. I'm all out. I say so far, I haven't got any players playing tonight. So it will be 67. But very pleased. The five at the back all return me points, which is a rare sight, but a beautiful sight. So Trent with six, Duffy five, Livermento six, Cody with his goal with seven and on yesterday with, with the cheeky assist, despite, despite conceding two for the four pointer, Sanchez in goal. So that combined with the Salah captaincy meant that it didn't matter that the Lukaku's and Antonio's blanked and Dennis coming on for Jota with a, another blank as well. But, but yeah, big at the back has, has saved me this week. And I say big at the back, it's, it's budget at the back, really. I mean, only regulon and Trent are over five mil with, with who I've got. Yeah, really, really pleased.
0: Defensive masterclass. Yeah, okay.
1: lucky, very lucky, I would say. I mean, Brighton should have conceded with, um, his name escapes me now, but that guy just, he had an open goal and he sort of just tapped it in and it allowed Dunk to to sweep up. But yeah, a bit of luck. Obviously, a Cody goal and a regular assist, despite conceding, is always, when a defender gets an attack in return, it is a bit lucky, really.
0: This game is built on luck, Jack. It is, just Take it when when the net swings your way. I will take it, for sure. (laughs) And as you said, Salah's captaincy,
1: that no-brainer. Really, um, really felt good. Even when even when you know everyone else has it, or a lot of people have him captained, you don't care when he hauls, do you really? It still feels great. It still feels good. I mean, so many times I've, I've tried to pick the differential captain, sort of thinking that if I captain the obvious one, it, I won't feel good if they score. But when they do score, you, just, you still feel great. So forget it. Just pick him.
0: And it's just good to see him play that well as well. I think when you pick someone like... Sally, it's just it's nice to see those points rolling in, but it is just a joy to watch as well. It's well, just incredible at the moment.
1: People are talking about best player in the world material, and I think I agree. Really,
0: yeah. I'm a form. man with
1: no chip in the race, apart from Jack Grealish, second best player in the world. He <laughs> is, he is the man, isn't he? I don't think you can argue.
0: There you go, um, heard it here.
1: There you go. That's with my limited exposure and knowledge of other leagues. <laughs> but there we are. So.
0: Good. So one mixed game week for me, one great game week from you, overall not. Too bad. Say, I think you're
1: being harsh on yourself, Josh, just there. I mean, fifty-four points with you've still got Ramsdale to play, is it?
0: Please God, clean sheet for Yeah. For Arsenal, I mean, please. that's
1: you're ending on sixty points is it's above average, I would say. I'm surprised you're on a red arrow with fifty four as well, actually.
0: Yeah. Every, all these Vardy owners now. What is the average?
1: Than... What's the average saying this week? Forty
0: three.
1: I mean, I think you'll you'll be all right.
0: Ramsdale, clean sheet, that will give me a little green arrow, I think. Could happen. Please, come on Arsenal, never thought that. Yeah,
1: could happen. You never know with this Palace idea, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, that's tough. But anyway, let's stop looking at the past. Let's look at the future. We're going to look at the XG and XA tables again for the last three games. Should we start by looking at the XG, the top five from the last three games? Do you want to kick us off in the fifth slot, Jack? There's a very sure thing Plutonian-looking player there.
1: Yeah, sure thing. So Andros Townsend is coming in Ooh. with 1.63. So this is the past three weeks now, isn't it? So we've narrowed, the, we've narrowed it down again to the last three weeks' worth of XG, just so we can really pinpoint these players that are on red-hot form. So, yeah, Andros Townsend. For Everton, a bad game for them this week. No returns for those, um, those toffee mints, which I was quite pleased to see because they've been a bit of a thorn in my side, Townsend Gray and Decoray. Mm. So a tough game for them. Quite an even game, it looked like, against West Ham. What do you make of Townsend?
0: Yeah, definitely worth looking at. I mean, what really struck me about that West Ham game is West Ham were all over them at the beginning. Like it was incredibly one way, but they just were not creating clear cut chances. But when Everton broke and especially through either Gray's direct running or building through play and getting Townsend the ball on that right-hand side, when he cuts in, my God, does he look a threat every time on that left foot. And one, even once he kind of dummied put it on his right and put in a hell of a cross as well. Like it, the balls into the box, Rondon, Probably should have got a goal with with, a, with the balls that were coming in, but Why when DCL comes him? back, yeah, I mean he, he is just a backup for DCL, isn't he? And yeah, but he's not, he's not good enough.
1: He's not good enough to be a backup for a championship team. He's been an awful signing.
0: Yeah, a I mean backup. Yeah, he, but yeah, he looks like a player that shouldn't be getting ninety minutes. Definitely, no doubt. But when DCL, you know, comes in or when against teams where they're maybe going to have a lot more more ball. Like he does look a threat. I was quite shocked, actually, to see how, how good the final ball was from him consistently. So, yeah, for, for his price point, I think he is one to look at. Fixtures-wise, kind of mixed Watford, Wolves, Spurs, City, then Brentford for, for Everton coming up. Decent. Um, decent. But, you know, his price point, again, it, it's, it's worth a look at. And he's showing... With his XG, it's not just the crosses, it's, you know, he's getting into attacking areas and popping off shots as well. So what are you think? Are you interested in him? I'm not really. He does look, he looks happy, doesn't he? When,
1: he? when you watch him, he looks really like positive. Looks like he's enjoying his football in in that kind of frame. Townsend, And he's always been kind of hot and cold and has done great things for Palace at times, hasn't he? Even when he was at Spurs, he got into the England team and he was doing well. But yeah, I don't know what it is about Everton. I'm not. I'm just not enamoured with them. Without the Richardson and DCL factor in there, I do th- it doesn't surprise me that they're struggling to score and struggling to convert the chances that the Greys and Townsends are, are creating. And they're relying on those guys to, to chip in with goals. And fair play to them, they're doing well, but they're not firing north cylinders. So I think with the other mids available, Townsend for me is a, is a no. It's a mm. no from me. Don't buy him. I, I wouldn't advise anyone to buy him. I think they're better options despite the the bargain price.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I feel like he's got a shelf life and we're in the prime of that shelf life now. Um, I don't think it's going to help him when those other big boys come back because I think a lot of the attacking creative play will go through them instead. And although you can say they're on on the end to finish, I just think he'll get less of the ball, be like less of maybe the talisman that he currently is by default.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. That sums him up.
0: So a no. Oh, yeah. Let's move away from Townsend. But yeah. a no. Shocking.
1: It's a no. Yeah. Who's next, Josh? Who's in the fourth for XG?
0: Mohammed Salah. I'm surprised he's not higher, actually, considering his returns so far. 1.72. But, I mean, there's nothing to say, but he should already be in your team and almost set and forget captain at the moment.
1: Yeah, we said it last week. Yeah. I think with these, because we've narrowed it down to three weeks of data... You won't. It's more likely someone like Salah will be a bit further down because someone who will certainly one of these players who's in second spot. Just one game of those three, like a red hot game, could really fire fire them up. The ranks, couldn't it? When it's just yeah. three games. So yeah, but no surprise to see Salah in here. Scored again, maybe a better goal than he scored against City. Somehow similar but better. I thought like the ridiculous little sort of almost showboating. Drag back with his foot. I don't, I don't even know what you call that. A kind of like fake back heel, push forward. Don't know, but ridiculous. He just makes defenders look embarrassed, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, they must be having nightmares before and after playing him. Crazy. Yeah,
1: I think just put put the captain on regardless of fixture now. And I don't think there there are many hard fixtures for him apart from Man Man City and Chelsea, and he's already torn up City, so. Man United next week will come on to it, but that's not a hard fixture. I'm sorry, it's not difficult. It's not yeah. hard. Villa can win at Old Trafford. Liverpool haven't looked this good for a long time as well. This is them in their red-hot form, and Man United are rubbish defensively, so... Yeah, and
0: him individually, probably some of the best football I've ever seen in place. So. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Really, yeah. yeah. Ride brilliant. that form, boys. FPL managers.
1: Yeah I, know, yeah, I know a few guys who just haven't bought him in still, and they're suffering from that. It was like their their weird mentality at the start of the season of like, right, I'm not going to go sell. I'm going to invest elsewhere and be differential on the weeks that he blanks, I'll rock it up. But the fact is, most weeks, he's going to haul. So overall, you're going to be down. If you're in that mindset now, just bite the bullet. Admit you were wrong and get him. Just admit you're wrong. No shame in it. No shame in it. Be malleable. Yeah. Be like water. Change and buy him and captain him. And you'll you'll thank yourself.
0: Good, yeah, that was very spiritual. I like it. Yeah. Very... <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, uh, but move away from Salah. That's a nice, simple one. Uh, number three spot, Jack. Who's in third for XG? Yeah, we've got
1: Jamie Vardy himself of two point oh one over the last three. I think he's great. I'm temp- more and more tempted to get him to get him as the weeks roll on. Spoiler alert, but the XG eleven that we've that we manage purely dictated by the XG data, sold Lukaku this week and brought Vardy in and was rewarded. So the XG data doesn't lie
0: with it's these strikers. Right.
1: What do you think of Vardy? Tempted?
0: The, I think we've talked about him in recent weeks and the only thing that's really put us off is his price. But as he continues to return, you, yeah, but it, the, the it swing starts to swing the other way. and I think, Is he
1: underpriced? Is what well, I would ask.
0: I mean, yeah, he scores... I
1: mean, goals every
0: year doesn't he he does I guess it does come back to the fact that you know Leicester aren't maybe as good as some of the teams of these other premiums we're looking at so maybe their their overall xg so he's going to have they're going to be scoring less goals compared to like Liverpool or Chelsea potentially over the whole course of like 10 games 20 games or the whole season so therefore you know he's going to have a, a smaller slice of that you know goals of the team, but. I think what we've seen of Vardy recently is that form come through again. So, like early season, he wasn't quite getting there, but his xG for you know the United game, I was quite shocked to see it was zero point two one. Well, his goal was beautiful, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was, it's was, it was incredible. Incredible. It's like classic Vardy, isn't it? Like it doesn't what he can do. Get massive. Didn't get any massive clear cut chances, but puts it away and gets your return. Yeah. And that shows the fact he's in.
1: The fact he's on this chart shows that he is actually. Mixing it with the XG as well as as well as the amazing finishing, I think with Leicester the the thing that Vardy sort of overshadows is the fact that the started the last three games and has returned in all three as well. So I've kind of got half an eye on him, even though Vardy's kind of taken the plaudits and we're we wondering about Vardy. What do you think of it? Ihe- I mean, is that does it make Vardy better? It be being in, or should we go for Vardy?
0: I think Vardy's nailed, isn't he? So Inatcho. Yeah, maybe you're, what you're saying is he's proven himself to be good in the past, but he's not really getting the minutes this year for whatever reason. not and it isn't clear, as far as I'm aware, why he's not getting minutes. He's just been dropped due to system or preference of players from Brendan Rodgers' perspective. So you know you're kind of putting yourself in the in the Pepsi again. Like,
1: I suppose, yeah. Do
0: you wanna do you wanna risk minutes for someone who? isn't really, has had one game week where you think, oh, they've been all right. It's such a small sample size to take such a large risk.
1: It is. It is. Fair points, Josh. Very reasoned. Very reasoned. I guess the question with Vardy is, do you sell Ronaldo or Lukaku to bring him in? Or Antonio to, to fund him is the, is the question, isn't it? Because only, you've only got limited striker slots. So it's the context of those guys, whether to, whether to hold or buy or sell, you know? It's, it's difficult. We'll talk about them later, those two.
0: But Buddy is doing hella it's good tr- at the moment. Yeah, it's That's tricky. The bottom line. I don't
1: think you'd regret it. I think it's just that lack of fashion. It's just not fashionable, is it, to get him? But, but he ticks over with points. He's having a party. Anyway, buy. Yeah, moving on. This guy was also having a party, Josh, in second spot at 2.16. Who have we got?
0: But it's Bobby Firmino. It is Bobby Firmino. Gotta uh, love
1: him. Gotta love
0: him. Incredible hat trick. I mean... I love the guy, but I'm not going to be the one to, even as a Liverpool fan, to say you need to get Bobby Firmino because he just isn't going to be worth it from an FBL perspective. I think he's sharing it. sharing minutes for Jota. That's the that's one of the biggest things straight off the bat, and he's proven to us that his goal returns will be nowhere near as high as the other maybe attacking assets in Liverpool, in the Liverpool front line. So, yeah. If you had him this week, my God, that's incredible that you did have him for starters. But, I, you know, this is lightning striking. And it may happen another time or maybe three times this whole season, but you're going to be riding him for a lot of probably blank or low-scoring game weeks in between. It's just a jutter
1: thing for me. I mean, he's second in this chart with only 130 minutes played over the last three weeks, which is incredible. But it's because he just tore it up, didn't he, on Saturday? really. He was right place, right time. Great finishing for a change, I would say. Like clinical finishing from him. And it's just the Jota thing with me with him. I think when one of them is injured, so when Jota's injured or Firmino's injured, the other one suddenly becomes a very, very viable option, I think. But when they're both fit, they negate each other because, I mean, Jota's going to get minutes and Bobby's going to get minutes Salah and Mane pretty much aren't going anywhere. It's just those two that tend to rotate that spot. So, yeah, I mean, Jota got no minutes for me this week. He's probably going to be my transfer out this week because of this. So
0: Yeah, but Liverpool have a left Atletico on Tuesday. You know, Bobby's playing well. Would he start in that game? And then Jota may come in at the weekend. But
1: But that's the thing You you don't know, do you? Like, whoever starts that Champions League game, and this goes for any Champions League teams, I think, it doesn't actually give you that much intel about who's going to start the Saturday game. Say Bobby starts, then comes off after 70 minutes for Jota. Does that mean Jota's going to start or Bobby's going to start? Like
0: we don't it's know very do hard,
1: isn't it? So yeah, I don't, I think that's a a false profit, those, those Champions League lineups. I don't don't pay any attention to them personally. You know, people have got into a mess with the Chilwell Alonso thing, haven't they? Because of those. And it's just oh, yeah. burned, yeah. It's burned people. So I just think, forget it.
0: So in this case, you're saying forget, ignore the stats. Don't bring Bobby in.
1: I think so for now. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. And that. to put
0: the nail in that Bobby coffin, his XG for the Watford game was two point one six.
1: Yeah, so it's a one game. <laughs> it's thing a, a one game. Maybe wonder. we should extend these to five games again. <laughs> this is, like, this is it, it gives us different place to talk about, I suppose, but. Yeah, I mean, Watford were a shambles, weren't they, as well? Let's not forget, they
0: there is some, some players may, some managers, game, like FBR managers, will look and say, oh, maybe bring Bobby in, but don't. So I think yeah, the bottom line is don't don't yeah, bring him in. Yeah.
1: yeah, rivals, I hope my rivals do bring him in, because I don't think, I don't know, he's not ter- he's not that bad a pick at all. When he starts, he's, a, he's as likely to score as any of them, I think, but limited minutes and... And not guaranteed
0: start would be the net yeah, the nail there. Yeah. But number one spot, Jack. Who's in number one for the XG for the last three game weeks? Familiar face, Josh.
1: Mikel Antonio, 2.28. I'm actually surprised he's top here the last three weeks because he hasn't he hasn't actually done that well, has he, FBL points wise, the
0: last few weeks for us.
1: Yeah, I'm quite surprised to see him here. Are you what do you think?
0: It does keep us interested in him, doesn't it, really? Because, you know, he was absolutely killing it at the beginning of the season. But the last three game weeks from six, seven and eight is eight point return in game week six. Then a blank, a two pointer, now a one pointer this week. Mm. Cheers, to get the yellow card, Antonio. But I think what this does is it reassures us that he still is, you know, well in the mix of of getting those goal scoring chances. And he is definitely the main man in it. In a West Ham team, which is is still, you know, they're not purring like they were at the beginning. They're not red hot, but you know, they're still playing really well. So I think it's a definite hold. Most people have got him, but if you're if you were looking to bring him in, you didn't have him. Then I'd say those two blanks in the last two game weeks would start to bring people hesitance, wouldn't they? Like they'd have to hesitate a little bit about bringing him in because there are some other options out there as well.
1: It's tricky, isn't it? That eight point one price—it's still a very good price for him. And I've said before that he's—he de- when he's fit, he delivers like a premium with a with a budget price. But yeah, you're right. Would you bring it? That's the good question, isn't it? Would you bring him in over, say, a Vardy, or would you look more at Vardy now? That's a tricky one. That's a tricky. Yeah, no, probably, still on, yes. jump. yeah he is a jump. He is a jump. Yeah, and it, I think Antonio is still a better option than. The Danny Yings, obviously Bamford, DCL's out. Like, Still better than the Wilson, I think, as well. He's still the best option in that price, isn't he, Antonio?
0: Yeah, I would agree. And then you're getting into a real top premium option, and, and they're not really doing it at the moment. So he's yeah. probably still one of the hottest strikers on the market in FBL.
1: Yeah, give if you've got him, be patient with him. I think people will start to jerk him out after those two weeks, but I think that's probably a mistake.
0: I would agree. Massive mistake. Hold on to
1: <laughs> there we go, Antonio. So those are the XG, those red-hot XG players, done. Moving on to the XA, Josh, who's at number five?
0: It's Mohamed Salah again. So just reminding us that not only is he scoring loads of goals, as we saw with the money assist, he's an incredible creator. So bottom line, have him, captain him, done.
1: Nothing more to add for me there. In at fourth spot, we've got James Milner who's enjoying a little mini-Renaissance in, in Liverpool colours. Should I buy James Milner, Josh?
0: <laughs> no, you should not, Josh. <laughs> um, OK, cancel transfer. Again, a lot of this is skewed from that Watford game where they just scored a lot of goals, but also created a lot of chances. So we're seeing inflated numbers from Liverpool assets in the last three game weeks because of that. Milner's not going to be doing that you know, game week in and game week out, like he's, he's you yeah. cannot pick him on the basis of that. I don't think he might not even play, might need a lot of games it's, exactly. So, yeah, I think he's you gotta love
1: him, you gotta love him, you gotta James. love him. Yeah, but
0: he's all and he'd also hold a, a val- very valuable Liverpool spot. So, sorry, Jams, ignore. Uh, third spot though, Jack is Harry Kane 1.15. Mm. Are you interested in him not only as a creator, because we're looking at his XA, but obviously potentially as goal-scoring as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's always had both, hasn't he, in his locker? So ever since the start of last season, he became the he added creativity to his game under Mourinho. One of the few things Mourinho got credit for was, was how he improved Kane. And yeah, watching him against Newcastle, he, he looked good again. He looked good. He's a great, great ball for son. And a tie, very tidy finish, really well-timed run. Um, I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't say he looked back to his absolute best. Like he didn't he didn't terrorize that defense as much as he probably has done in the past. But yeah, it's good to see. I think for it's good for the game, good for the FPL game, because it means you've got Ronaldo, you can't have Ronaldo Kaku and Kane. So it's uh it's another element into the mix. I think I'm still in the wait and see mode with him. I'm not convinced on him yet. Newcastle are still shit, aren't they? Despite the takeover. so And he hasn't looked that great up until then. So it's still wait and see for me. But it's
0: a watch list for sure. What do you think? I agree entirely. I wouldn't jump on him or Son right now. Mm, but they're starting to put some form together. I think that they, their value or their price demands a little bit of certainty, I think, isn't it? They cost so much that you want You want to be reassured that you're going to get something from that, and I think definitely for Kane, maybe less so for Sun because he's put it together maybe more so so far this season. I want to see Kane have a few games of looking really well and looking good before bringing him in.
1: Sun's yeah yeah Sun's tricky though. Sun is I'm I'm debating Sun at the moment. You had Sun in for a while, didn't you? But. Yeah, I mean, Son's actually sixth on the XG for the last two weeks. So he just missed out that XG list we did. And I think he's, is he third for overall points for Fancy? For midfielders, maybe? He's doing pretty well despite Spurs'... So he's second for midfielders, Son. And that's despite Spurs looking pretty lacklustre for a lot of this season so far. He kind of transcends the form of the team, doesn't he, Son? Because he's that good... So when Spurs aren't playing well, he's still he's the one playing, still playing well, like the last bastion. But I know what you mean. I'm not excited about Sun yet, whereas I have been before. Not and Kane, I'm just not feeling them yet. So, but maybe now is the time to get on before everyone. You know, I'll only get excited about them because they've got a haul. So maybe I need to get on them before that comes. I don't know. Tricky. Tricky. Yeah, I don't think Sun's a bad buy. I don't think he's a bad buy now.
0: No, I mean, their fixtures aren't great for the next three. So, you know, West Ham away, United at home, actually maybe that is a decent fixture. Uh, yeah. Everton away, you know, Benitez is it's good true. tactically. Um, so there's a that gives you a few weeks to maybe sit on your hands a little bit with them. But, but uh, yeah, you're right. Definitely an eye has been turned towards both of them, isn't it? For sure,
1: man. Moving on, who's at number two, Josh?
0: It's San Maximan. So talking about the takeover. Yeah, I mean, again, do you want an amazing player in a shit team?
1: Yeah, that's, so that was our tune in. Go and listen to our pod last week uh, to find the definitive answer to that question more generally. But the answer for ASM is sadly no, I think. Despite him being, I mean, I watched the game last, last night. He looked brilliant again. He looked brilliant. He just sort of has this dynamism about him where he can go from he go from standing still to super fast in an instant, and he's got the ball control to back it up. Sort of sums him up for me. But he's when Wilson's in the team, he is more he's more of an attractive an asset because he's got someone who can make the runs and finish the chances. That's that's kind of on the same wavelength. But I don't trust Wilson to start each week at all he seems to always potentially pick up an injury and the rest of Newcastle just aren't good enough to to help him out I wish he was in a better team I really do he's yeah I and the fact he's a striker inexplicably again just makes him less interesting sadly for me if he was a midfielder I'd probably have a different opinion but as much I think he's one of the most entertaining players to watch in the league if not the most entertaining frankly at the
0: moment yeah. But we're interested in points, cold hard points. You don't get
1: flare points, do you? You don't get the flare points. So, for me, Saint Max is a no. Do you? Maybe you look on him more favourably.
0: I see him in the same bracket as Saar, where they're great. They're great players who have the potential to do amazing things. But because of their teams, I don't want either of them. I think yeah. there's better assets at those price points where you can get. More FPL points, better returns. Basically, I, I just think they're a bit they're luxury players, and I have Sar. That's coming from a Sar owner.
1: Yeah, he's um, a great, but you've got Sar because he's an enabler in midfield, isn't he? Whereas, exactly, he's ASM takes up a valuable striker slot, and he's a bit too much money to be an enabler slash bench fodder, isn't he? So,
0: yeah, begrudgingly, I you know for ASM. Yeah, we're on the same page there, aren't we? But the number one spot, Jack, for XA. Who have we got there?
1: Yeah, I feel like this guy's held onto the spot no matter no matter what you set the filter. One week, two week, ten weeks, he's always in the number one spot. Ivan Toney, one point four nine, a very unique striker, I think, and a very effective one. Watching him, you've still got him, Josh. I wish I had him. You happy with him?
0: Very happy with him. I mean, I say very happy with him. Obviously, the points. Some some weeks you look, and you think maybe he could have returned more points than he has, and. He passes the eye test in most games, looks dangerous and really involved in a lot of what Brentford do going forward. And you start thinking why isn't he had more points than he's got? But I think it's from the perspective of I still am happy with holding him. Like he, he is performing that well and Brentford are performing that well that I'm not that bothered by that. In the weeks to come, I'm more than happy to have him in the team. So Yeah. Oh happy team. hold.
1: I covered him. I'm coveting him
0: because <laughs> I think Brentford,
1: they're, they're going to explode at some point. They should have beaten Chelsea, frankly. They should have. The XG said it all. Buemo hitting the post twice. Ridiculous saves from Mendy. Tony was instrumental in, in crafting a lot of those chances. So I think him, I, yeah, I'm really eyeing the double up between him and, um, with him and Buemo. So, yeah, he's a fantastic asset and a, and a great price for, for what he
0: is. Yeah, perfect. Big fan of Tony. Yeah. Well done, Tony. Cool. Nice. So that's the XGNXA done. Little break now, Jack, before we go on to the next section. That sounds nice. Let's do that. Lovely. All right. We'll see you in a second. And we're back. So next, now, Jack, we're moving on to a specific talking point which has come from your brain, and I like the look of it. Do you want to introduce it?
1: Straight out of the dome. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I think it's the one that's on everyone's minds this week, Josh. Ronaldo and Lukaku, the hot properties of this season, the defining icons of this season, the new faces. Most people have at least one of them. Quite a few people have both of them. Currently, they're flattering to deceive, to put it politely. Is our patience wearing thin? Should we get rid of them? Should we hold on to one, ditch the other? Should we stay faithful with both of them? What do you think, Josh?
0: I'm going to put it in as simple terms as possible. Despite them both blanking the last three, I Sounds would bad want... when you
1: say that, doesn't it? it sounds <laughs> yeah, it so sounds bad.
0: terrible. And that would done? give you more than enough reason to drop either of them or both of them. I don't know who's got both, but most mm. people have one or the other. I wouldn't want Ronaldo going forward until he turned his form around, or United turned their form around. Purely down to Lukaku's, Chelsea's fixtures, I will be keeping Lukaku. And I think mm. even over someone like Vardy, So I will take a Lukaku and a and a Tony, because I think money wise it would be quite a lot to have, you know, Lukaku and Vardy. So I'm seeing it as a Lukaku and Tony or a Vardy and and uh, um sorry um, Antonio, rather than having you know Vardy and Lukaku. But just because uh, Chelsea's fixtures, I think they're gonna flatten some teams in the next three. And Tuchel himself said, you know, Lukaku has been too, um, too like, giving with the passes. He needs to be mm. more selfish. I think maybe we're going to see a reflection of that in the Norwich game next week. And he's going to try and shoot a lot more actively. It looks like Tuchel said that in a press conference. He's definitely going to be saying it to him behind closed door and on the training pitch. So I'm expecting returns from Lukaku. Yeah, it's
1: what you want to hear, isn't it? That's what you want to hear from a coach about a striker who who hasn't been firing who you own. So yeah, I I broadly agree. I broadly agree. Ronaldo, I've never owned him and I think that's half my half thinking, kind of recognising that Man United aren't all that, really. And yeah, and Ronaldo, I don't think he's the player he used to be. But it's also half my bias in that I get, because of my upbringing, I get unbridled joy at when Man United aren't doing well. And by that, I mean, I was just raised in Birmingham, surrounded by Man United fans inexplicably. So who were unbelievable during my childhood, easy the best team for 10 years. So when I, when I get an inkling that Man U aren't going to do well, like I'm always looking for that information. So when I see it, I grab it. I don't scrutinize it. I grab you double it. I think I double down. And I believe it without really digging deep at whether it's true. So I that that was behind my refusal to get Ronaldo. And I think I was right, despite the bias. I was lucky in that i I'm I will gradually prove right, and that he isn't worth what they priced him as, and he's not this. He's not the saviour of Man U this year. I mean, they had a very easy run when he, when he came in. They had some very easy fixtures, and, and rightly so, he smashed it in. But now they just look, they look tepid. You've got your Vardy, you've got Kane, Antonio as well in those other spots. I think it's viable to play two up top now because there aren't as many viable striker options as there were maybe five weeks ago. And there's some good-looking midfielders. And as you say with Lukaku... The fixtures and the noises coming out make him, yeah, makes him sound viable. I mean, he's and he's and he has been unlucky in the last few games, but Lukaku's had a couple of disallowed goals. I mean, I'll say unlucky, he's missed a couple of sitters that he shouldn't have missed. And say Man U had good fixtures coming up, would you be looking at Ronaldo? Say the fixtures were flipped between Chelsea and United, would your opinion flip? Is it purely based on the fixtures?
0: Partially, I think what Lukaku has going for him is Chelsea are maybe a better team. But what Ronaldo would have going for him is that United are an out-and-out attacking team. So if they had, you know, bottom-of-the-table teams for the next four or five that they were just going to outright attack, gung-ho attack, then yeah, you'd expect Ronaldo to come out with returns. But looking at their fixtures... For United, this is Liverpool, Spurs, City, Watford, Chelsea, are, with a team that are struggling series. a little bit already. Yeah, maybe this these fixtures will rally them, but you've got to say that that's the less likely of the options. The options are they're coming up against very good, talented, and probably well-drilled teams mm-hmm. compared to them. They're, they're probably not going to get results in in any of those, you know, Liverpool, City, or Chelsea games. So. He's, they're yeah. not going to get the chances, so I, I can't see you know high, high Ronaldo returns. Whereas the Chelsea games, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, Leicester, United, even it's the Unai- teams, United United is the hardest one. But well, actually, arguably is Leicester's the hardest game. Definitely, <laughs> so, yeah. But you can see Lukaku bullying like Norwich, Newcastle, and Burnley.
1: You'd hope so, wouldn't you? You would hope so. Yeah, you'd be you'd just be silly to sell Lukaku ahead of Norwich. Like it's just a no. you Just don't do it. There's no other forward that's more appetising currently than that that match-up, that fixture and player match-up is there. So, yeah, I think we're in agreement, Josh. There's no debate here. We're just violently agreeing on on the same thing. But
0: despite that we're in agreement, I think a lot of people are still thinking about this, even though we're quite happy to say, keep Lukaku. There's a little voice in the back of the brain saying, Ronaldo probably still might return in one of those five, for example. Vardy probably will probably well. return as well. Yeah, and Kane, you know,
1: Kane Kane, as well. Kane's
0: in the mix as well. So, yeah. so, But I think most people want either Ronaldo or Lukaku in their team because you know they're the big premiums for those big teams. And I think Lukaku, because of those fixtures, is just about held on to it in my mind.
1: Yeah. Would you, to round this debate off, would you, who would be, if you're playing a three at top, who, the, who would be your, if you're wildcarding today, who would be your three forwards you pick?
0: Considering price as well, I'd have to, if I wanted just the best and the rest of the team took a bit of a sacrifice, I'd pick Lukaku, Vardy, and Antonio. Mm. Before this weekend, Jimenez was in the mix, but obviously being dropped, it's probably yeah, just time after the international break, but it affects his form. Like he was in a rich vein of form, and you say mm. maybe not playing. Just adds a little bit of doubt, but at the moment it's those three for me. Any different three for you or is
1: Yeah, I can't I do like Tony. I do like Tony in there. But you're right. If yeah, if price sort of wasn't an issue and I was just going with one premium mid in Salah, it probably would be Vardy over Tony. But I've just got a feeling Tony Tony is just such good value that he's he's the next of the four, I think. So, yeah, yeah, you are Antonio Lukaku and Tony or Vardy, depending on your team, would be. Yeah, I think of Ronaldo, it's just Man United are so bad that you can't... It won't be, And again, Champions League this week, there's nothing to say he won't be benched again afterwards like he was last time. So you haven't even got the, the guarantee of the start for Ronaldo. Yeah.
0: Not, not and the, this is just for these next few fixtures. I mean... After they've United have come through that hard run, you know maybe they actually play better than we expect them to or think they're going to, and he becomes a viable option again. But at the moment, I would... yeah,
1: it's quite Ole-esque, wouldn't it, to beat Liverpool now after all this? <laughs> Hold Champions. on to that job then, for a few yeah, more weeks. <laughs> he has made a weird career of seeming to do that, getting these big moments in the big. And that Man United team does get up for the big game. It feels like so you never know, but but using cold hard. Logic and data. I think it's avoid avoid Ronaldo. Keep holding on to Lukaku. Is uh drawing a line under that, isn't it? Yes, sir. Very good. So that's that section done, Josh. So we're going to move on now. We have been doing fixture predictions, haven't we? So we've gone through all the fixtures, chatted a little bit about them, and given our predictions for them. We decided this week that's a bit much. It's been a, we waffle on a bit too long. So all we, what we're going to do instead this week is pick the key fixtures that we think are the most pertinent to fantasy points and fantasy considerations, which I think is better, isn't it? It should Indeed. make more – for more valuable use of your precious time, the listener, because we want to respect your time. We exactly. want to respect you. You've got things to do. You've got, got moves to make. So – Let's crack on. So we've picked, I mean, I say we're picking the key fixtures. We've picked six of the ten. So we have six So key fixtures this week. <laughs> <laughs> Ten big fixtures this week. We're going yeah. for them all. No, we'll pick the six, and but we won't dwell on ones that are perhaps more cut and dry or, or weighted. Josh, what's the first key fixture this week?
0: We've kind of hinted at it, but this Chelsea, it's Chelsea versus Norwich. Good. What are you thinking
1: here? Key consideration, Josh, I think, with this fixture is which Norwich player do you captain? No, it's, <laughs> it's do you captain Lukaku or not, I think it's the big que- fantasy question surrounding this fixture. It's the early kickoff. Do we care? I don't care about that. Do you care? Some people...
0: Didn't make a difference this care. week, did
1: it? Doesn't, does it? I understand the psychological, oh, my captain, if he blanks, then I've got a shit weekend ahead of me, da-da-da. But, I mean... I feel like if your captain's playing in the last fixture, you've got an anxious weekend until that game, and then bitter disappointment if he blanks anyway. So I think that's a bit of a false, a false impression people get. Um, I certainly never care about it. But, but anyway, would you captain Lukaku, Josh?
0: Yeah, I'm. Dare I say it? I'm considering breaking our stick to what you know, trust in Mo. I'm fifty-fifty between so, Lukaku. I knew
1: this would expire two weeks later.
0: I know. two weeks ago, we're like,
1: yeah, you know what? That's it. Just there, Da-da-da. he's got past City. Let's forget it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think what happens in this situation, the whole reason it's uh, the stick to what you know, is if there is any doubt, you just go back to Mo. So, despite my mind wandering towards Lukaku, looking at that lovely Lukaku fixture. I think, you know, reason will prevail and will turn my head back round to the yeah. before the game weekend. But I've got to say, it is looking, maybe I'm hyping it too much because Lukaku has blanked in three, but I don't care that Norwich are now playing, you know, three at the back and they're trying to play more defensively and build on the break and stuff. I think they're going to get battered. So I think it's going to be goals there. It's just who's going to come up with them. Um, that's the big question.
1: Chilwell, Chilwell hat-trick, done.
0: Of course, that's the way it's going. Um, I
1: yeah, I think if Lukaku had been scoring a goal a game in the last four, then it would be harder for me. But I just think it's it's obviously form of a fixture between Salah and him. But it's it's. I mean, I've said it again. I'll say it again. Man U isn't a hard fixture. It's not. No. If if Liverpool playing City, or even like a Leicester or a a a notoriously tricky team, it would be harder. But I think. Liverpool are going to go for the jugular against United. And yeah, I'm not Lukaku isn't, isn't firing. It's a fact, is it? I think if you captain Lukaku now and he blanked and Salah did something, you'd look back and think, why the, did I, what was I doing? Whereas I think if you stick with Salah and yes, Lukaku, and Lukaku hauls and Salah doesn't, you can be like, well, the decision was the right one based on the info I had. You know, yeah. that's, that's the balance there. But yeah, if you don't have Salah, Captain Kaku by all means, yeah. but, but you've kind of you got a bigger problem if you don't have Salah, <laughs> I think. So,
0: Yeah, and then obviously it's play your Chelsea defensive assets because you're not expecting Norwich to score at all. Um, and then no. you just play all your Chelsea assets, basically. Uh, but then next up, and our fixture focus, is Leeds at home to Wolves. Jack, who are you liking for this one? Rafidia's back
1: in, so that's good for Leeds. They did look pretty bad, though, mm. didn't they, at the weekend? They, they're they not having a good season. Have they won a game yet? I don't think they've won either. a game. So they're not looking like the Leeds of last year at all. Of course, they've got big injuries.
0: Oh, sorry, they have won one game.
1: Oh, have they, my bad. In that case, yeah, captain. <laughs> captain <Patrick. them. laughs> uh, But it's... Wolves, I mean, what a result for them against Villa, they'll be so buoyed by that wolves. I mean that is a massive win for them, really, against a rival away. I'm not convinced that Leeds are going to get goals as much as they used to. I don't think you'd be remiss playing your wolves defenders here, and yeah, I think wolves are going to win it, and I'm not feeling amazing about having Phenia now that I when I used to. What do you think?
0: I also think Wolves are going to do it. It's just the momentum is strongly with them. E- even with Leeds at home, I just feel like their, their, their team is just so unbalanced at the moment. I, I think their their game plan is, they have one game plan, don't they? And, and the players know it very well. The manager knows it very well. And it's worked consistently. It's broken mm. at the moment. And unfortunately, they don't really have a plan B, you know, because the plan A works so well for them. And I think Wolves are building up ahead of steam and you know Jimenez to probably come back into the starting lineup again they're starting to look now like they've got options in their players you know form players maybe going to the bench and stuff it just makes a massive difference doesn't it I just I think Wolves are going to be too much for them so I I think as you said dare we say it Leeds are going to struggle to score so it's you know like your Wolves assets and play your, your Wolves defensive yeah. assets if you've got them
1: yeah, I mean, Rafinha is bloody good, isn't he? He's had a smashed it for, smashed it for Brazil. He'll be full of confidence. He could easily get a car. I think definitely play him. Definitely play Rafinha if you've got him. Because Wolves aren't like, amazing defensively, really. Hmm. But yeah, Leeds generally, I'd be worried, certainly about their defensive assets. Get rid of them as soon as you can. I think that's they, that that just about squeaked in as a key fixture didn't it, Yeah, us, let's just be about,
0: just because of ownership, isn't it? A lot yeah. of people own their their um, assets. Yeah, let's but, be um, real. Um, the third third one, Brighton at home to Man City. Yeah,
1: Brighton one of the stars of the season so far, but I'm not feeling good having Sanchez and Duffy in my defence.
0: <laughs> just about to ask you that. How happy are you feeling? Duffy's
1: going to be benched for me, and I think <laughs> if you're I mean you've got if you've got Sanchez, you're probably like me, you're playing a set forget. You just have to accept these fixtures when they happen. And it means safe points can happen. It means a clean sheet's a remote possibility and a massive bonus if you can get it. And Brighton, though, as good as they are defensively, I'm still not convinced on their attacking assets. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that's where they may bring pressure on themselves, isn't it? Because despite their defense being so good if you don't put a team away in the premier league they're going to come back at you like they could be te- a team could be terrible for 75 80 minutes yeah but push at the last 10 so i think they don't have the attack you know the their pays and trossard's they're just not good enough to, to you know put away teams despite that strong defensive foundation so i think they shouldn't trouble city too much which means it's going to be one-way traffic. So that yeah. so much pressure is going to be on that, right? Are right
1: you left feeling left. good about your city defenders
0: then? Well, you know, am I? Like, did Dias being benched? Like, I think that's obviously off the back of the international break. But
1: no one's immune, are they? No one's. No,
0: immune. I I'm feel happy with my choices with those city defenders. I've got Diaz and Cancelo. So I think they're the most likely to start going into this game unless something happens midweek. So I'll be playing and starting both of them.
1: I think you've got the right ones there. We haven't mentioned De Bruyne yet and he's now back in seems to be back in the frame. Are we are we sort of because he's a bit of a nuisance to consider, are we willfully ignoring him or is he should he be on our radars?
0: It's gotta be a wait and see again, isn't it? Like despite him being so good, he we haven't seen enough games of him this year. And whilst he's still coming back in, that's even more risk rotation in Pep's team, right? So I think they've got so much cover. They don't, if he has any doubt coming into the game or a niggle or anything, he doesn't have to start. So a bit too soon to look at De Bruyne. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, st- I just feel great not having a City player on my team, regardless of yeah, who they yeah. are. It just feels nice. <laughs> I had I had Torres for too long. It was a headache. It got me nothing. No idea if he was starting or bench. There was no rhyme or reason to the logic behind it. You know, suddenly now Jack Grealish is benched after starting every game. No one is safe. And I don't think Du is safe either. You don't even know if they're going to bloody start. Cancelo, I think, has the potential to be the next Trent, I would say, in the game. I think yeah. he's so attacking talented. Part of a great defence. I think he's he's brilliant. He'll be on my radar to get, if I was going to get any City player. But yeah, this fixture, I think... I mean, it could... I, Brighton's defence is good. and A nil-nil wouldn't surprise me. Low-scoring game. So I wouldn't captain a city asset here.
0: Good for defences.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Brentford versus Leicester, Josh.
0: We should be saying Leicester, you know, off the back of the Vardy form. But Brentford, my God, especially at home. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Brentford get a win here.
1: Um, I agree. I think Brentford are going to win.
0: It feels strange saying it, but I think Leicester, you know, they haven't proven themselves quite to find the form that they have in the last couple of years or whatever. The defence is still taking shape, isn't it? They're still playing Saul next to Evans. Fafana still injured. So I feel like they haven't got their first 11 yet, which like scuppered them a little bit in the beginning of the season, didn't it? But I feel like the team are really starting to gel in the last few and they're getting better and better and better. But I still think Brentford are just so good. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think attacking-wise, yeah, Leicester are looking really good. But anyone could score against that Man United defence. So it's not... True. I'm not that impressed by by that particular game. Vardy, brilliant. Inacho, brilliant. But yeah, Brentford, they, they're they going to score in this game, I think. Definitely play your Tonys, your Buemos. And Schmeichel's fairly popular. I'd be amazed. I'd be very surprised if Leicester kept a clean sheet here.
0: I mean, um, we are just coming off the back of a, a 1-0 loss to chelsea at home for Brentford but the xg for that game tells a different story doesn't it massively so,
1: different area. 0.2 for Chelsea was it and then 1.8 for something like that wasn't
0: it yeah like, yeah 1.6 for Brentford and as you said like 0.25 for for Chelsea yeah. like Chelsea got away with one there big time they did i
1: mean i mean you the goal your goalkeeper is still part of your team isn't it so they played well in that they have an amazing goalie chelsea
0: Brentford so what are you thinking in terms of assets I mean, if you've... is anyone doubled up or or maybe even tripled up in Brentford because of price already? Would you play all three in this game?
1: 100%. No doubt. There aren't many fixtures I wouldn't play them all in. Certainly the attacking assets, yeah. If you've got a defender, then I think they're still in the bracket of an enabler, a budget defender that you're very pleased when they get a clean sheet type type of defender, really, you know? But... Yeah, but with Pinnock, their set Pinnock pieces Jansson. as well. Yeah, Pinnock I mean, just Pinnock takes the throws, doesn't he?
0: The long throws, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's been out, so but
1: so I think I think Buemo and Tony are the are the big ones. Norgard, I mean, we mentioned Norgard way back at the start of the podcast that we started it. I mean, he's he is good. I mean, that overhead kick was yeah, incredible, incredible, really, and, and could have gone in. I think there's a lot of assets here that you can look at. But yeah, Buemo and Tony are the ones that seem to be the main men for me that i would i would start what do you reckon
0: agree yeah would be looking at that brentford attack and thinking they're gonna get something out of that game nice so our fifth fixture in our focus is man united at home to liverpool
1: yeah small game relegation battle this
0: tiny tiny game two tiny teams
1: yeah josh give me your thoughts liverpool fan
0: Dare I say it, I'm not the kind of fan that likes to be confident going into big games. I think United will try and come out strong in this game, especially at home. But I think Liverpool's form at the moment, are just they're going to beat them. So Liverpool win, I think it will be fractious and, and furious paced at the beginning. But I just think Liverpool, as a team at the moment, are playing much better than Man United. So I can see goals in that game for sure because Liverpool's defence hasn't looked great, but Liverpool are the team with the highest XG in the league. So I think it's going to be goals, goals, goals for the Liverpool attack. Yeah. Do you agree?
1: I 100% agree. I would be shocked if you're not going a into this game. Absolutely. This, would, this is, apart from Chelsea-Norwich, this is the next lock of the week, I think, of Liverpool winning this. There's no... Yeah, I'd be, I'd be surprised. I'm going to captain Salah. And I'm not even nervous about that decision. I'm not kind of second-guessing that decision in my head. It's going to be a seller captaincy. I think he'll tear apart. Luke Shaw's having a bad season, frankly. Mm -hmm. He's probably the worst, considering how many people picked him at the start of the season, he's probably the worst, the most disappointing asset of the season, I would say, Luke Shaw, so far. And I think Maguire's rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) He's gone back to being rubbish for for United. No Varane. Is is Varane still out?
0: He hasn't played the last couple for sure, has he? So I'm not sure what but Yeah, will he, will he be
1: out for, for this game? If he is, then that's massive bad news for them. Wan bersak I think, is very limited. And, yeah, De Gea has been, been keeping the scorelines down for them. He's having a really good year. So if they play McFred, the McFred combo, <laughs> that is a better midfield combo than Pogba and Matic, no doubt about it. But I think Ole struggles with the idea of having to bench two or three of those attacking superstars that he's got, especially with Rashford back now. He's got real headaches.
0: So, Yeah, they just hang their defence out to dry, don't they? They just basically leave, leave them.
1: Yeah, the, but, the analysis on actually they just showed it. It just showed that you can just pass through that, that front line so easily. They all just stand... If they let the ball, they all just stand still and just hope the defence deal with it. It's,
0: yeah, it's, it's like the, the top, top six players on their pitch. If you get got wrong side of them, you're gone. They're never... Yeah, you'll get a chance. To... You
1: have a chance to score, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah, play and captain your, your Liverpool assets. I'd be looking to bring in Liverpool assets now. So I'm, pro- I'm looking to... Br- spoiler alert, but I'm looking to bring in a Mane for a Jota. Ooh. Nice. Um,
0: Good spoiler. I like that. Didn't that would, you,
1: would you bench, if you had a Luke Shaw, Josh, would you bench them for this?
0: Yeah. I, I really would. If you, if you have anyone decent on your bench to play in place I think from what we've seen United aren't the best at the back and they're playing the highest scoring team with the highest XG in the league mm. and at the moment their attackers are just on form You, they're the, I'd be very surprised if they keep a clean sheet let's put it that way
1: No doubt Final key fixture Josh we've got West Ham versus Tottenham London Derby I think quite a tough one to call perhaps this one what do you think?
0: Really tough. I think neither of the teams are complete. They're both very good, but they're not complete teams, are they, at the moment? So West Ham have been very good, especially early in the season going forward. Bit vulnerable at the back and go, go to sleep at some points in games as well. So they have portions of the game where they're really good. That was the same against Everton. First 20 minutes, blew them out of the water. You thought this this could be an absolute... Steal of a game for West Ham. They're going to score loads, and then they just go off the boil. The same could be said of Spurs. Maybe you know the the teams there, the players are there, and they play great in pockets of the game, but other other parts or other whole games or portions of games, they just go to sleep and they get turned over. So you don't know which team is going to take the dominance in this particular fixture. So I'd I'd say it's it's it could be a, a draw. I have no way to call which team is going to come out on top. Which assets are like, is Kane going to show up or is Antonio going to show up? Like, yeah. Whose day is it going to be, Jack? Who do you think? I've,
1: yeah, I agree with you in that it's hard to call. I think on an individual player base, it's very hard to call. Like, Will Kane shine? Will Antonio shine? Would Sun some do something? Will Benrahma do something? But I still think West Ham are the better team at the moment, the Spurs, and on the whole are having a better season. There were times Newcastle picked Spurs apart still. And they were inches away from... They kind of created quite a few half chances, I would say. Hopeless defensively, which is why they conceded. But attacking-wise, Newcastle got at Spurs. And I think West Ham's attack is much better than Newcastle's. So I think... And their defence is obviously better than Newcastle's. So I think I, if I had to pick a winner, it would be West Ham. Having regular, I'm not convinced with him. I don't like owning him. Because I'm not, not confident of their clean sheet potential. And he's not quite attacking enough regulon for me. He does attack and he does cross. He obviously got an assist, but I don't know what it is. He's not doesn't have that Chilwell, Trent, Cancello, ridiculous fallback nature about him that some of them do. Spurs assets aren't just aren't doing it for me at the moment. And mm. yeah, the Kane and Sons are in the wait and see, as we've said. So
0: Okay, great. That's and that's all six six key fixtures for this week.
1: <laughs> that's right. Forget the other four. Just don't need to know about the other four. No. Not interested. Not These are the
0: focus. All. The focus fixtures. That's right. Um, but yeah, so we're done with our middle sections. Take another little break, and then we're going to come back with our plans and the algo teams. Happy days. Lovely. See you in a sec. And we are back. So, Jack, this is the meaty bit, the the nice bit where we get to talk about what we're thinking for the next game week. We're talking about our plans, potential transfer plans, captaincy ideas. What are you thinking? What is in your mind?
1: Yeah. So, I've done a rare thing that I don't normally do, and I've planned out some transfers for the next three weeks. That, all being well, which it obviously won't be, I would look to make. So, I've planned this week's one. having done that the following one and the following one. So ideally Josh in an ideal world this week I will do Jota to Mane. So I want a piece of that Mane pie now. Like he's done enough for me over the next the last few weeks to convince me that he's gonna he's back amongst the goals now. He's not Salah levels but I do think amongst the premiums he's the best he's the next best option really after Lukaku and Salah. And the fact that he's like 3 4% owned just makes it a bit too irresistible to me. And I've been sitting Josh with about four point five million in the bank for about four weeks. So I just want to get that, get that off my back. And Jota, now he's, now he's not guaranteed a start. Jota to manage just seems a logical move there to me. But I still really want Tony in for my stupid Dennis. So I'd, after doing that, I'd have to go Regulon down to a 4.0. And then I'll be able to upgrade Dennis to a Tony. So those are mine then. And then I'm feeling very nice with my team. So transfer-wise, Jota to Mane. I'll wait for the Champions League to done. I advise everyone to wait for Champions League. But yeah, Jota to Mane. Watch Salah and Mane tear Man United apart on Sunday over a nice roast dinner. Look really forward to it. And then as I've said, Salah, Salah captaincy. And uh, Rafinha will come back in. I'll bench Duffy against City. Rafinha in for him. Salah captain. Happy as Larry. That's me done. What do you think of that?
0: Good. I mean, you put a lot of thought into it. I can tell. You know, Mm. you you came prepared. I've
1: written it down in my notes. I've written it. So (laughs) it makes a change.
0: But just to focus on the, I know you've got a plan over the next few game weeks, but step one of your plan, bringing in Mane, you said it right. You can see goals being scored in that fixture and long-term as well. High-scoring team, both Salah and Mane, seem to be doing very, very well. So I don't think many people can poke holes in that and I'm not going to. So Thanks. Go.
1: Good. Thanks very much. When it goes wrong, I blame you. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. What are you thinking, Josh? You didn't sound very happy with the week just gone. Any fires to
0: put out? The biggest fire is the Spanish fire. That is Marcus Alonso. So... Okay.
1: Fuego. Oh no, Fuente, Fuente. Yeah, Fuego.
0: Fuego. So, <laughs> <Fuegos>. fuego. <laughs> so annoyingly, it's a great fixture, but uh, with Chilwell doing so well, I feel like mm. Alonso is now locked to the bench. So that seems like the biggest, biggest fire to put out. But I may just sit on my hands for the week because mm. my bench at the moment is, you know, Douglas Luiz away to Arsenal. That I've also got Saar away to Everton. Everton. You know, look very good in defence, Watford not looking very good, so I'm not confident in him getting anything. And then a Duffy, same as you, so Duffy in the third spot. So it means that Alonso in the starting lineup with Douglas Wees coming on if he doesn't play, because I don't expect either, you know Douglas Wees to get many points, so I can maybe risk a one-pointer if he comes off the bench, Alonso, because if he does magically get a start, Chilwell plays midweek in the Champions League, 90 minutes against Norwich at home for Alonso. It's worth
1: the risk, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, just for one game week. But long term, I really need to solve that problem because I can't afford to have worries about Alonso and Cancelo, for example, in defence um, week in, week out. One of them needs yeah. to be nailed. Rudiger would have solved that. Um, I did have Rudiger, but I had to get him out for Duffy this week because of all the uncertainty of a player. So if Rudiger's back long term, I'll probably look to switch Alonso to Rudiger or Alonso to Trent. I was going to say Trent. Yeah,
1: you you are missing Trent still, and you've got that two point five in the bank. Yeah, Alonso exactly. to Trent seems like a good move. But yeah, I agree with you. If I were you, I'd do the same. I think I'd put Alonso in there just in like if he him against Norwich is a frightening thought. He could absolutely destroy them, couldn't he? So and I don't think he will yeah. play, but the chance he will is big enough that it's worth playing him.
0: I'm holding into that tiny, tiny hope. The luxury move for me. If I didn't have to put that Alonso far off, I just stayed with that fire burning in the flame myself, my skin searing. Sure, I'd probably switch SAR to Embuemo. Yeah. But I'm happy to wait a week for that after the I rest would... game.
1: Were you? Did you, Sorry, did you say you played SAR over? You played Douglas Tua over Sar? Yeah. Oh, I At wouldn't do that. Man. I I just really? don't have
0: any confidence that. Watford are going to do anything against Everton. Oh, they look so good in defense.
1: I would really play Sar, Josh, your boy. Douglas Luiz is, at least there's a chance with Sar. Douglas Luiz is a zero chance of any returns <laughs> ever. Honestly, he's nowhere. <laughs> he's, he's had some returns. He's had he's a couple of nowhere. assists. nowhere. Has he? I should know yeah. that as a Villa fan. But I mean, he's not, he's nowhere. Like Sar, you've got the talisman at least, I would say. Yeah. And Everton can be got. Uh, I don't know. I think. Ironically,
0: down, Douglas Luiz got an assist against Everton. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> it just proves that it's he,
1: even he can get said <laughs> against him. So Sar
0: definitely can. Good point. What am I doing? Uh, I'm going to switch that now.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I would put. I put. If I were you, I'd, I'd put Sar, But that's as a jaded Villa fan. So you know. make a valid a point.
0: But yeah, um, yeah make uh, a valid. But that's but that's bench numbering. But yeah, bottom line, that that's the idea. A role, and yeah, captaincy role of a Transfer. transfers, good. You've you've said it.
1: Um, Salah. Yeah probably yeah it'd be interesting when it if our if a our, our resolute nature holds whether we stick with Salah.
0: <laughs> last whether... minute lukaku differential oh, i captain. can see it
1: I, I know I can see myself doing it even though i, I know i shouldn't but yeah <laughs> itchy trigger finger but yeah great. sounds
0: good josh sounds that's, good so that's those transfer plans. plans and captaincies. uh yeah i get to introduce you now for the algo teams great our boys jack i want to hear how they're doing you've already mention the XGs or how did they do?
1: That's right, uh, boys. So they've still got, so again, this is the algorithm teams. So I've, I should mention a good friend of mine who professes to listen every week texts me the other day saying, Jack, I was just in the gym this morning and I just thought a great feature of the podcast would be if you did like a differential team where <laughs> the players under under 8% owned were just the players picked. So I was like, dude, do you listen to... The-? <laughs> If you do this to the end, you'll hear that we do that, exactly this. The differential we to 11. Meet you every week, and how they're doing <laughs> differential 11. But thanks. It's good to know that's what the people want, even though they're not listening to it.
0: Yeah. When we're we're giving, it, giving it, to them. it to them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. So that's right. So, as I mentioned, the so the algorithm teams, we've got the XG 11. So, the 11 picked purely on the XG data. So, they were forced to make the move last week of. Lukaku out, who, was un- who wasn't who was doing well in the XG, and Jamie Vardy in. And of course, that went really well. Vardy scored, Lukaku did not. Mm. Algorithm succeeded. The disappointing thing was Antonio was the captain of the XG11 XG this week because he's the highest for XG, who obviously got the one-pointer. So that did hamper the XG's overall score. They're currently sitting on 49 points with Gallagher to play. Colleagues Gallagher to play tonight, so potential returns there from Connor, but overall, not. It's a red arrow. It's a red arrow down to about two point three mil for uh, for the XG eleven. So after a really strong start to the season, the XG eleven is is tampering off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, turning off. Yeah, so a bit Good disappointing boys. for for them. Differential United had a couple of excellent weeks. So uh, the last couple of weeks, Mane has been the differential captain so far, and again, eight points this week for 16 points, an excellent result for differential 11, but overall they've not done too well, they're on 34 points for the week, so Meslier in goal isn't going very well, Veltman, the disaster that was Veltman, coming off on 58 minutes for a zero-pointer for for Brighton, absolute nightmare, Semedo came in this week for Alonso, for the differential 11, so still under 5% owned, Semedo, but got the one pointer against Villa, who scored two. Matt Lowton with the one pointer, not that good. Four nows, the West Ham differential, two points. Bowen, the other one. Jared Bowen's actually racking up the points, Josh. I don't know if we've mentioned him for a while, but he's doing really well, six points. But Decore, Jimenez, and St Max, not doing so well. They do have a Bama Yang left to play, potential for goals tonight against Palace to, to bring up that score. But as it stands, 34 points not looking too good at 5.2 mil in the world for the differential 11 oh dear so so far it's showing that jumping on bandwagons and picking the template picks is the way to go
0: yeah i mean this was a template week wasn't it a lot of the point yeah. scorers were a lot of those template picks but the last two weeks right. were differential weeks weren't they so, um that's why they did so well yeah. crazy Good, good insight. Love it.
1: There we are. So that about wraps
0: up this week's part, I think, Josh. Does indeed, does indeed. Yeah, um, please
1: subscribe on YouTube if you're, well, whatever you're listening to, if you're listening on Spotify, just go to YouTube, subscribe. Why not? Thanks cheers. That.
0: that helps out. Um, nice.
1: Let us know what your moves are this week, what you think we've got wrong. Should we hold Ronaldo? Are we wrong in saying that? It's St. Maximan, actually, a brilliant buy. You know, are oh man, you going to beat Liverpool this week. Maybe I'm wrong in my confidence.
0: Should we captain an arch I mean, tell us. Tell okay. us why.
1: Triple cap. Let's there you
0: go. go. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah, good luck, I guess, to everyone. And speak to you next week. Thanks, Josh. Bye.
1: Bye.